Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what is going on? Can you tell the people at home, more more so you than me, but you told them so? We definitely told them so. And that's why people need to tune into the pod, man. It mm-hmm. seems like majority of the time we talk about something, not saying everything we say happens, but a lot of things that I feel like we end up alluding to, yep. we hear it down the line and be like, bam. We were already on that. We were ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't leaking it. It wasn't like a Woj bomb, but. But it kind of was like uh, the press release came out and I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I knew all this already because I was like, we talked about this. Um, just looking at last episode again, we spent a lot of time talking about, um, you know, the reports of, of Danton Lynn potentially being the new defensive coordinator. That is now official. Um you know, we talk about what would happen with Bill McGovern potentially and whatnot. Um, that episode that we had last week um, is on pace to be one of our most listened to episodes of, you know, just the entire time we've been doing this. We started like the beginning of the season. So it's up there. Theo Howard is our most listened to episode. Uh, so this episode is is chasing Theo Howard right now. Um, but yeah, so that episode was off to a great start and for good reason, everyone's been buzzing and wanting to know about the defensive coaching staff and the changes. And now we got that. We know who the defensive coordinator is. Um, even as we were kind of preparing for this podcast, normally like, like, you know, a position's open, you know, they're looking, I mean, I guess people kind of knew, or it was maybe wishful thinking that UCLA and Chip Kelly were looking for a new defensive coordinator, but it's usually when you hear some of that, there's usually like other names involved or like other candidates. And it makes me wonder, like, how did we get to this point? Like, how did we get to Lynn? One thing I didn't know um, was not this past one that DTR and the guys were in for the East West Shrine Bowl, but the year before that. So the one where Kyle Phillips stood out, he was the East coach. He was like the head coach for that team on the on the Eastern side. So I don't think he was Kyle Phillips's coach. But he was, you know, he was he he was doing that. So, I mean, that's really the only kind of play calling that I'm aware of from him. Um, a lot of people are asking about the, the scheme and what what he's going to run. We kind of talked about some of that in the last episode. We don't know. Um, his father, Anthony Lynn, is the running backs coach for the 49ers. So I'm assuming he's not really a, he's not like a defensive guy. So I don't know. Like, I don't have anything to look at and say, this is where he's going with the defense. Maybe because he's worked in the Ravens defense most recently. Maybe that fits. Maybe that's something we can look into a little bit um, in the future. But right now, I don't know. So people are asking about the scheme. I know nothing about the man. Like I said, I'm going to be writing down questions. That's something I want to know. I want to know the defensive philosophy. I want to know all that kind of good stuff. But now you got a 33-year-old coach. Uh, as your defensive coordinator, Josh, Big Ten ties, hitting the recruiting trail now that that's official. What kind of went through your mind when you kind of heard that was an official thing? It's just um, really, I want to say opposite to what? No, we, it's opposite. <laughs> it, it Okay, it is the complete opposite of uh, 
what we've had in the past UCLA the past, and what you're used to personally, right at UCLA. The okay, so the past three defensive coordinators have been mm-hmm. one NFL guy, which he mm-hmm. is NFL guy, but usually old and Caucasian. Yeah, and yeah, to have a young. 30, 33 for a, a power five defensive coordinator job. Like mm-hmm. that's rare. There's some GAs that are older than 33. Usually, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and an African-American defensive coordinator, which yeah, I, I have an experience at UCLA and in chips time in even the, the, the more era that I was a part of, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen a, a young African-American coach be given that much you know, power. Um, and again, like, like, like you kind of said, like we didn't see it coming as far as like you said, other candidates and stuff. And a lot of times with chip, it's been, uh, it's, it seems like he has, he, he usually brings in guys that he's very familiar with or has Mm. coached for, you know, in some way, like there's, there's always usually like, if there's like connect a, the know, dots, one, yeah. of the, one of those, yeah, one of those, mm-hmm. those big charts, like there'd always be yep. a dot, like, you know, circling like back a coaching like, tree and it all like kind of makes sense. This one doesn't really make sense. I yeah, mean, I got to look a little closely, but. And yeah, to have a full minority defense um, out there, like, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't, staff, I, yeah. I haven't seen that um, at UCLA. I've even mm-hmm. seen that. Trying to think if I've seen it in the Pac-12. Um, it's and we're ending Black History Month right now, so that's for, pretty awesome. You know what I'm saying? You're saying UCLA coming through as we do, um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited of just what comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like like you're saying, like what style of defense are we gonna run? Um, but I think this is also gonna attract a lot of recruits to this. You know, like I said, it's just. The Pac-12 next year is loaded, you know, yep. it's top gonna be to the, bottom. It's going to be the last go-round, too. So, you yeah. know, UCLA and, is trying to go out with the bang. And then, and a big part of that is finishing this strong and going, well, I guess we already have pretty much the team for this, this season. Mm-hmm. But going forward into um, the Big Ten, it's, it's going to come down to recruiting. So um, I'm excited to see how this group, operates on the road and and you know what kind of recruits this group's going to bring in um you aren't the only one who's excited chip kelly did have some comments in the press release about the hiring of danton lynn he said we're excited to add danton to the staff to our staff as defensive coordinator his energy enthusiasm along with his experience will make an immediate impact i look forward to watching him develop our players both on and off the field And then uh, Martin Jarman, the athletic director, also had a comment on the hiring. He said, I'm excited to welcome Danton Lynn to the family, Danton Lynn and his family to Westwood. Uh, He comes highly regarded for his character, his values, his commitment to developing young men. He joins a talented staff dedicated to providing an elite experience for our student athletes. So they're excited about him. They're excited about him. And um, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. He, you know, something that we've said here on the podcast before is he hasn't necessarily done any recruiting because he's been at the NFL game as a coach for like almost nine years now, close to a decade. Um, But again, he kind of jumped right into the NFL coaching because 
in 2011, he finished up his playing career at Penn State. And he, again, he, he start he got to Penn State in 2008. So he's still not that far removed from being recruited himself. And he's no young, he's no older than me. He's like two years older than me. So Josh, I could have pretty much been, no, not really, not could have been the defensive coordinator, but I mean, he's, he's, he's on the upward trajectory. And actually someone asked me this on Twitter. I forgot who it is, but shout out to you, um, whoever you are. Um, I'd have to look it up, but they kind of asked, do they, do you kind of see this as a stepping stone job for him? You know, he's been in the NFL, but maybe he's trying to prove that he, he can call plays that he can lead a defense. And maybe we see him jump, um, back into the NFL. If, if you're, if you're hearing something like, like if, if I throw that out there to you, do you think that, that maybe, maybe there's a little pause and thinking maybe he's not a long-term option either because now you're on your third defensive coordinator in three years. Um, I, I think it, it that could very much be um, the mm-hmm. case. Like I said, to be, cause to be 33 and to be a defense coordinator in the NFL would be pretty would be just wild. As you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I understand if like, okay, this is an opportunity to show what I can do and then, hopefully get opportunity moving forward. Cause I mean, we, we see these, these young coaches getting, um, you know, offensive coordinator and head coach jobs in the mm-hmm. NFL that, you know, the McVeigh route um, yeah. and everybody that's came along after him, that looks like him and sounds like him offensively. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's been trying to find their McVeigh and it's been a lot of hit and miss. Um, so it's like, why, why not? Yeah. Why not with the, de- with the, you know, with a defense mm-hmm. uh, and a DC. Um, so, yeah, this is an opportunity for him to show what he might not have got opportunity to do in the NFL. And um, I guarantee it's, it's going to look good on his resume. So to show what improvements he can have, especially with this defense, I think like mm-hmm. it's going to be so big because I think this defense needs that energy and that 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 fresh, you know, kind of energy around. Yeah. Because um, even with McGovern coming last year, I think some things were still kind of similar to as, you know. Um, so this is fresh. This mm-hmm. is new. This is, yeah, complete, totally different type of energy. Um, having some youth around. So it's probably gonna be open to more things or experiment with more things. Like, I don't know. There, you might see your DC dancing with the players, which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't happening. Wasn't happening no. before. I'll tell you, I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not with um, as, I'm sure. I'm sure with as, no. No, there was joking around, but that what was yeah. what was the best thing you got out of as? Maybe a handshake or oh, you got a good handshake from as. Okay. Uh he's a man's man's for, for yeah, sure, right? You're yeah. gonna get a, a good if you get a, a handshake and, and a compliment from as you mm-hmm. have a good day. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. But but now, yeah, totally different energy. I don't it, know. I wonder. I, other thing I wonder is if he's gonna be. I imagine him being on the sideline. You think so? That would be something I would ask. Well, I wonder where a defensive backs coach would usually be, like in the NFL, and maybe that varies too. In um, my in my, what I think is usually have the older coaches up in the box. Right. And the Aaron guys on the sideline. Yeah, because you have Deshaun, you have Jerry, you have um Darren Shavrini. Um 
Yeah. Justin Fry was kind of always down there. You right? definitely need the coaches that bring the juice on yeah. the sideline. Right. right. Yeah. You can't you can't hype up players from in the booth over a headset. Right. I mean, you could, I guess, but it was never the same. It wasn't the same. It was never the same. Um, Real quick, something interesting from Brandon Marcello, who works for 24-7 Sports. Yeah, 24-7 Sports. Um, There was it, it's kind of interesting because this goes against what Lynn is doing here. Um, you had 17, you had 17 FBS assistant coaches that have left for NFL jobs this off season. Um, and some of that is, is because, you know, you're dealing with the transfer portal, having to recruit your own guys. Like it's not, you know, you're, you're, you're having to go out and recruit. Like it's a lot, it's more every day than the NFL where you just, you know, who you're playing and, and that's it. Like there's no recruiting, there's no anything, so they're saying maybe there's a little bit more of a trend of you're getting some of these assistants that are heading back, but Lynn is doing the opposite. And I think it goes to maybe him looking to get an opportunity, gain some experience. But even with that, I don't think it's something where you need to be worried about losing your defensive coordinator after two or three seasons. I think maybe by year three, maybe, um, you know, if things start going really well, maybe they start looking bad. I don't know if like, one year sample size, anyone's going to say, okay, we need to take him. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think if you get into year two or year three, um, especially when it's like a kind of a whole new crop of guys, or it's kind of his guys that are working in um, that you start seeing um, maybe some, some interest in him. But I think right now, obviously the NFL experience he has already helped, but I think he's a, he's going to be a guy who should be secure um so you guys should feel confident and, and stable with what you have as, as your defensive coordinator as long as things go well right um and even then i think uh chip will 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 kind of you know be a little flexible with it i wonder i was wondering too because with bill mcgovern we'll get to some of bill mcgovern and some of the other promotions here in a minute but with mm-hmm. bill mcgovern it was kind of like he had a two-year deal and i was wondering i have to do the math if he got a two-year deal because like chip had a two-year deal um well yeah because chip expired his deal i think expires after this season i think or he has one more year left after this i gotta do the math on that but so it makes me wonder if the d because he he had one year left last year and then he signed an extension for two years i thought um, the extension was like it wasn't longer than that no it was just like two years because part of me wonders like you're gonna have to re-sign him when they go to the big 10 Cause it, cause like for me, it's like the last thing you want is to be looking for a new coach when you go to the big 10, like mm. you need it to be chip at this point. Um, so part of me thinks that the DC, the new DC is probably on a two year contract too. Um, but yeah, just getting into, we'll, we'll find out the, the contract stuff will come out at some point. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know though. Like, cause, because you're not going to hire, you can't sign, you can't sign him to a five year contract. If chips not, is not tied down for five, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think just this football coaching business in general has been so volatile, like mm-hmm. from college and NFL, like they're still like we're in the end of February and we're barely, you know, they're barely doing a, a DC hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen. I've seen guys go from uh, GA to position coach to another school in this offseason. Like the like, same dude. Same guy went GA to a smaller D1 to back to the school he was GAing to be the O line coach. 
Oh wow. Okay. I'm saying so guy like and with with the NFL uh you know, NFL teams still making hires, they can come mm-hmm. pull, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of college coaches waiting for that call to go. Well, there. Coach so, like, Meat just let those... Coach Meat just left like two weeks ago, I think. You knew that? Where? I think he what? went to the Patriots. I think he went to the Patriots. No, I think, no, no that was wait. Clem. Clem, you're right. My bad. I was, I was bad. like, I was my like, bad. my bad. bad. Now I was like, yeah, if you haven't heard whoa, of it, whoa, I, whoa, I probably I like, no. Clem, Clem, you're right. It was Clem because because they're both with Oregon, right? They were both at Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So it was I Clem, mean, and not me. That's right. Clem and Clem has been. He was with the Patriots. Then he was with the. the he was the Steelers' O line coach. Then he went to mm-hmm. Oregon for what two years or a year or two, mm-hmm. and now the Patriots coach again. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like, there's so much movement. It happens. Um, yeah, it happens. Quick. There's no telling when a coach is gonna move. And I mean, I think this is why the portal and these things are the way they are now because it, it's it's unfair to the players. Yeah. If you commit to a coach thinking that they're gonna be here, be there, because you know, like in, you know, in the in the past, I feel like when a coach was, a, you know, you had a coach, he was there, mm-hmm. you know, for at least a seemed like at least a decade. Yeah. Before it was like coaches were like, you know, Pete Carroll SC was there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but At there's not too point, many. There's not too many Sabins these days. You know, what I I'm mean, saying? there's been so much turnover in the Pac-12 that Chip is probably one of the longest tenured at this point. Can you look at USC, Oregon, um, Wilcox. Wilcox might be Cal and Oregon State. Maybe have had their coach just as long, and they were on. They're only a few years ahead of Chip, they if anything. Yeah. Um, Colorado's had a new coach. Arizona's had a new coach. Arizona State has had a new coach. Everyone, uh, Utah, Utah, uh, coach, Utah, uh, Utah. He's probably has been there for a while. I think he might be like second in the nation, like just all like longest tenured guys in the country. So Coach Whittingham is. But I think. but to my point with yeah, the way that coaches are leaving now, they mm-hmm. cannot be mad about how the portal is because. Yeah. If a coach can if a coach can change teams, a player should be able to too. Because no doubt about it. Especially if a coach has promised a kid a three to four year future and then up and leaves. Mm-hmm. Why should that player be loyal to a school that the person that recruited him to is even there anymore? You want to know uh someone that is, you know, if if you want to go to UCLA for a coach, if you want to know someone who's gonna be loyal and, and is always gonna be there. Deshaun Foster. I mean, you can commit to Deshaun Foster, and you know Deshaun Foster probably ain't going anywhere. I don't know. He just got a promotion. Yeah, because associate to, head coach. To, congratulations to, keep, to Deshaun oh, Foster. Yeah, yeah. to hey, keep him know, going. Yeah, we stand Coach Foster on this pod yep. because, mm-hmm. I mean, me personally being there with him, and I understand like he's one of the realest coaches I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, total opposite position to me. But yeah, one of the the first guys I'd go to when I had you know, question idea you know, mm-hmm. anything of that nature. He was one of the 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 coaches that me as a player I could trust and, and you know go to, and I know that I'm gonna get a real answer, um, and I'm gonna get you know from somebody of that that stature of, you know, one of the coldest to ever play at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Then. Play in the NFL, play in the Super Bowl, play in Super Bowl. You know, yeah. like all these things that he's accomplished. You know, to have access to somebody like that was always great. Um, and like I like I told you, 
Mm-hmm. With him getting this this promotion, it made sense because Coach Foster is the only coach that was there since Chip yeah. got there. And he's the only coach left that bonus was part of Mora's last staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of that bridge. He's the yeah. only guy that's been there longer than Chip and the only guy that's stuck around with Chip since Chip has got there. Every mm-hmm. every other position, every yep. other GA spot has been a ch- there has been a change. Yeah, the only person that has consistently been there for Chip has been Deshaun Foster. Shout out to Coach Foster. But at the same time, back to what I was saying, I feel like you have to give him a title like that because I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if one of these NFL staffs pluck yep. him out you know, of college and, mm-hmm. you know, then he doesn't have to recruit and he gets to pick his litter with the backs. I mean, we already know he does that now, but imagine yep. if he goes to the NFL and like, I mean, he's putting guys in the NFL anyways. Why not coach at the NFL level? The last three years, he's had a running back drafted out of UCLA. Zach Charbonnet will be four here in April. Uh, scouting by scout com- the NFL scouting combine, or, is, or this NFL combine, I guess, is coming gotta, up. Charbonnet's going to be in that. We got to count when Kaz Allen gets drafted. That Kaz should, too. That mm-hmm. counts. That'll that, count. No, that definitely under, counts. You for a false. Um, um, so... Yeah, I, that makes sense. I didn't really think about that, but I had always been like, give this man a raise. Like, it's kind of like anytime, even before Charbonnet, but again, with Charbonnet, anytime you saw Charbonnet running for a touchdown, I'm just like, the Deshaun Foster's, his value is just going up and up. Like, obviously mm-hmm. Charbonnet has talent. All the other guys before Charbonnet had talent too, but it's like, give this man a raise. And he probably had gotten a raise. I don't know, but. Now he I got mean, a promotion. I mean, uh, so he got yeah, a raise now. Say, <laughs> eventually, if you know, if Chip wants to leave or something, and then Foss gets the opportunity. But mm-hmm. um, that was another. I mean, another thing is, uh, what's the coach that just the that just left the Chiefs to go coach for the Commanders to be those yes. OC? Why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, Eric B. Eric Benemy. B- Beyond. Yeah. I'm blanking on the name, but yeah. But a lot of like a lot of the the talk about that is mm-hmm. a running back, uh, being a coordinator or a head coach is like mm-hmm. doesn't happen as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said with Denton Lynn's dad, Anthony Lynn, mm-hmm. um, being a head coach as a running back coach was rare, and he's back to being a running back coach. So I wonder if, let alone being that, a black coach. <laughs> That too, <laughs> yeah. that too, right. yes, that too. But I wonder if that has anything to go on effective with, with a guy like Coach Foster um, mm-hmm. getting a head coach position again, another black guy too. Yeah. Um, but if he can't get, like I said, they had to. I feel like they had to give him that title. But I feel like if he doesn't get a power five head coach position, I wouldn't be surprised to see him work his way up in the NFL. You think he would be interested in coaching, like even if it's at college, like a, a head coach, like it's kind of clear to you, like that's kind of what he, that's where he wants to go. Being I, a head I coach. think, I just think with with Coach Foss, he's just pushing to be better and pushing to grow. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think that he is complacent or comfortable in any way. You know what I'm right. saying? Where he just wants to keep getting better and keep getting guys better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um. And I mean, with, with growing is promotion, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Foss for this promotion, but um, this isn't the end all be all for coach Deshaun Foster. I feel like it's only up from here. Like I said, he's, he's has all the experience in the world at, you know, every level. And um, 
is still younger, you know, so still, oh, yeah. like I said, has, I mean, he could coach for a while, but see whatever he, whatever coach Foster wants to do, he'll end up doing. Everyone, everyone uh, on Twitter, not everyone, but there are people on Twitter who are like, they're waiting for that Jerry Neuheisel offensive coordinator promotion. Like they're waiting for that. They, they think Jerry's going to be the next head coach for UCLA. I mean, it could be Deshaun Foster too, but I was kind of maybe, uh, well, st- I mean, I think Jerry Neuheisel barely got his promotion like a year or two ago. So, um, yeah. eventually it's going to eventually we'll get a Jerry, Jerry Neuheisel will be the head coach of UCLA football. I don't know when, but it's but bound to happen one day. Um, some other promotions from within, uh, let me, I want to get the pronunciation right. Ikaika Malloy was the the outside linebackers coach that did officially become the defensive line coach. So they they go in-house there, as you had kind of predicted. Um, you think good move overall, having that all just kind of lumped together? You have your offensive uh, – not offensive. I keep saying offensive. Um, you think it's a good move there, having the whole defensive line there now – kind of with the outside linebackers, do you think that that is just kind of a good move having them all potentially just work together? Yeah. I mean, having it, you know, them on the same page mm-hmm. um, under somebody that they already know and, and can trust. And then you put them in the same room. It just, I think that that, that, that type of stuff um, helps pass rush as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the, the front being on the same level, especially the way the outside linebackers were, were practically DNs. Anyway, so yeah, um, I I think it makes sense to just lump them together. Um, and then you had you have Brian Norwood, <laughs> who a lot of people thought you know kind of wanted out the door. He's staying. He's still the assistant head coach, uh, the passing game coordinator, and a slight tweak on the title here because we did have Cody Whitfield get named the cornerbacks coach. Brian Norwood is now just your safeties coach now i've had some people ask me what is the passing game coordinator josh um do you have any insight on that because it has nothing to do with with coaching offense for ucla correct it's a defensive title it's a defensive title um i haven't had one ever you didn't have one okay um Mm -hmm. but usually that's somebody that's yeah in charge of um a lot of the coverages and scouting Mm -hmm. uh what's going to be best against other teams passing game um do you so who do you what like there's no running game coordinator for at least for defense like where where would that fall was that does that kind of maybe fall on your defensive line coach to maybe um, um kind of scout like some of that out the way, that, the way our scouting would go is i mean we mean as a defense talk about what mm-hmm. you know what happened the week before and the dc might uh introduce kind of what the identity of the team they're going to play is, you mm-hmm. know, might hint at some installs and then you kind of break up by position group and really go in depth. Um, for the run game, I would say a lot of that is on the linebackers and a little bit on the D line. Okay. Majority of the D line coach would focus on um, pass protection and like individual, like the, the offensive lineman individually. Gotcha. And then linebackers focus more on run game. And then so, so a lot of times it'd be like inside linebackers, uh, meeting with the front mm-hmm. and them going over um, kind of what different protections they do and some runs kind of collaborating together and figuring that out. And then on the back end, usually linebackers meet with the DBs and going over, um, you know, the top 
past concepts that that the other team has, maybe some uh some keys and some some of the top player like top receivers and what the quarterback's tendencies are. Um, so it's like the linebackers are kind of like in the middle of both, where they have to know right like what's happening on the ground and what's happening in the mm-hmm. air. Um, but yeah, usually the DB coaches only focus on pass, and the D line coach mainly focusing on on run and um, the O line. Would you have um when you're getting ready, you're in game week. Do you have a meeting that's hey, we're, all of us as a defense, we're looking at the run game, and then maybe tomorrow, whatever the next day, you focus have a meeting just on the pass game, or is it just kind of when you get to your breakdowns or your individual kind of meetings, you go over like how how does a I'm usually with uh Coach Keller. He likes having meetings like um only for like short a bunch of shorter meetings if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. So as it's not he meant like, as he mentioned uh so not just one super video. long meeting. So you mm-hmm. you might have like I said you might meet the defense for 30 minutes and then break into indie meetings for a little bit and then go linebackers to DBs for a little bit, go back to indie, go linebackers D-line. So it's like there are times where we're all together breaking down some of like the big picture stuff, mm-hmm. but like the the D the you know a nose tackle doesn't need to know what the top pass concepts are, right, right. you know, like type of thing, right. or like the safety or the or the cornerback doesn't need to know how the offensive guard pulls or mm-hmm. you know, but there are tips and stuff where everybody can help each other as far as the D line uh picking up on a key on the offensive lineman like, oh, when this tackle is in more of this stance, it might be more of a run or pass. Mm-hmm. And then you might have we saw bird rabbit calls. So if you hear if you hear bird, that means they think the D line thinks it's, it's gonna be a pass. Yeah. Okay. Because based on the O line's position or they say rabbit, it'd be like, oh, it might be heavier run. Mm-hmm. And then that call could be echoed out towards everybody and everybody gotcha. might have a has a hint on the play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Based Not on saying, the cues and things that you guys can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up just on. to help right, each other right. out. Like that type of stuff, like, mm-hmm. okay, like we everybody needs to be on the same page. But mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is picked up on in the smaller meetings. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then we did have Bill McGovern, who was the defensive coordinator, uh, does get moved into a new role, uh, director of football administration. Josh, do you know what that means? Because <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's people up in the you know the the, the top floor where I know they did something involved with the mm-hmm. team. I just never knew their exact title. Yeah. It's, um, it's probably like a top floor job, right? Because I'm like, it's not, it's not like football operations or something. So I'm like, what is? Yeah, and it's I not mean, like a AD. It's not like a football AD, bro. right? Because like, there's right. like the different ADs and like mm-hmm. people that you know. So at Minis, yeah, I don't know what he's gonna be doing. I honestly, I'm just throwing this out there. I think it's a fancy title to say he's an analyst. And again, you're paying him nine hundred thousand. If you're, they're still paying him nine hundred thousand, you make it a Fine. fancy sounding title. <laughs> find something to do <laughs> <laughs> find something to do we gotta get nine hundred thousand worth out of you um but no chip had good comments for um for billy as he called him i don't have it here yeah hold on i do um i, li- I like that chip calls him billy um he says we're grateful to billy and his family for their commitment to our program we have the utmost respect for his leadership and character and we look forward to having him continue to help us in his new role so we'll all kind of learn about that new role. I'm sure that's something we'll ask him about. We'll ask Chip Kelly about when he's available to the media again. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of a run through of where we're at. We don't know what the contract situations are yet. That'll kind of come around maybe over the next month or so. 
Um, but Josh, as we wrap things up here, I do want to mention that we do have some t-shirts in the Believe Network shop out on the Believe Network site. I do have the get, links to get those. your merch. Go ahead, get your merch for this podcast, the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We have two shirts um, and those help support the podcast and help support us so we can continue to bring you guys great content and a great conversation. So go ahead, check out those links. It's in the description of the podcast. Um, you can find both links. I, I label them very, very easy for you to find. Click on both, find out which one you like. They come in different sizes, different colors uh, for shirts. I know I'm going to be picking up one uh, here. I probably, I'll probably end up getting both of them. And there's some other things on there too. Some, some other teams and different things, but go ahead and check out those shirts. Uh, the proceeds do help us make a better podcast for you guys. Um, and then with that being said, make sure you tell your friends, your family, um, any UCLA fan that you know to check out the podcast. And we've actually had some people um, shout out to them who've told us, you know, just by listening to the podcast, they can go and tell their friends all the different things they've heard here and it helps them sound smarter. So we appreciate you guys listening. Um, but yeah, we wanted to, uh, did we have a question? Let me see. I thought we had a question, um, but now I can't find it. I know one of them was the one I asked you already. Um, we may skip. Oh, that. favorite thing, favorite thing to eat in Westwood. Josh ain't got time to eat. No, without a doubt, though, Fat Sal's. Oh, oh, in Westwood, yes, Fat Sal's for sure. Um, the Rose, the Rose Bowl, though, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was just seeing hot dogs at the Rose Bowl, so they just give us a voucher and say, "Go find some kid," and say, "Okay." <laughs> I'm just happy they feed us, but um. But yeah, um, and then we touched on um, Brian Norwood and stuff like that. So that's about it for this podcast. We just wanted to kind of update you guys, let you know that this is the place you need to be to get all the info you need. Um, and uh, we'll probably be talking a little bit about the performances of some of the guys for the NFL Combine, as I mentioned earlier. That's going to be happening this week. So we'll probably be back next week talking about that and whatever else may come along. So thank you guys again for tuning in. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.